Welcome to everyone joining us by live stream. Thank you for joining us. Get your Bible out. Set aside distractions and uh, receive for what, from what God has for you as well as all of us. And so thank you for liking our posts and subscribing and hitting bells and doing all the stuff that I don't even know what I'm talking about. And uh, so leave a comment there. Let us know where you're listening from. Uh, if you're listening from other states, other countries, we'd just love to know what God's doing in your life. Leave your prayer request and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Let us know what God's doing in your lives. We love to hear the good testimonies. Uh, if you brought your Bible this morning, go ahead and turn with me. If you brought it to the book of 1 Timothy, chapter number 6, and uh, we'll just start here. I have something definitely come up in my spirit. I've been having, I, I was talking, talking to Pastor Ike on the phone the other day, and I was telling him this, I've uh, been stirred so much about the subject of faith Amen. and just walking by faith. It just applies to so, or, or, or it pertains to so many areas of life, yes, sir. Um, not just receiving the covenant blessings, but just uh, staying the course without getting off course. Amen. And so many things faith is involved in. The just shall live by faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. And, and without faith, it's impossible to please him, right? And uh, so many things. But um, so we're going to share some things about faith this morning. But I have a warning. Um, this could hurt some religion. All right. So, so if you uh, have any of that, you might want to you might want to uh, put a seatbelt around the seat so that you don't get up and run out, you know. <laughs> uh, but anyway, you didn't need the religion anyway. If you had any, you didn't need it. It hasn't done anybody a bit of good. Pastor, you're a pastor and you're, you're preaching against religion? Yeah. The Lord gave me a song years ago. It's not religion, it's relationship. It's not a form or creed. It's not your good deeds. It's not religion. It's relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. Amen. Religion's man-made. Jesus didn't come to give us religion. He came to give us fellowship with God. Amen. Relationship with God. So anyway, um, you know, the biggest part of entering into things that God has told us in the ministry to do, so many times I've noticed this in my life, or just entering into whatever covenant blessings are mine through redemption. It's just, the biggest part of it so many times is just laying hold of it. Yes. I don't know if you've thought much about laying hold of what God has for you, but it's a huge part of what faith does. Yes. We talk about faith making confessions, and that's true. But faith also lays hold. Yes. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. He said, fight the good fight of faith. He's talking to a Christian here. Yes. He's talking to Timothy. And of course, it's written to all of us. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold. Lay hold. Say out loud. Lay hold. On eternal life. He's talking to a believer who's already received eternal life, already born again. I mean, in the sense of the, 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 the new birth, he's already laid hold of that. But he's still saying, lay hold of eternal life. So what he's telling us, he's talking to, you know, he's writing this letter to Timothy, a believer, somebody that's already entered into the new birth. He's already baptized in the Holy Ghost, already in the ministry even. But he's saying, there's some things, Timothy, I want to encourage you to lay hold of. So there must be more to eternal life than just the new birth. Or else why would you write something like this to a man who's already received 
you know, the new birth, why would you say lay hold of eternal life? Eternal life is not just forever living in heaven. It is a quality of life. And it's not just for the future. It's for the right now. Amen. Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. He that believes on me shall not walk in darkness, have the light of life. I believe on him and I believe on him right here. And that, that life is for me down here. So uh, he that believeth hath eternal life. Not going to have it when we go to heaven. Right now. Eternal life is for right now down here in this life. And so there's some things he's telling us that faith, fight the good fight of faith, lay hold. There's some things that faith in the area of the quality of your life down here that you have to lay hold of or it will escape you, not because God hasn't provided it, but because the enemy will take advantage of a vacuum of faith where there's no faith. He'll take advantage of that. And so fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. You know, as well as I do, the word profess means confess. And so he said, fight the good fight of faith, and he brings up two elements of it, laying hold and making a confession. Now, um, before we get into really everything here that we're going to be talking about, um, you know... Like I said, there's so many things that God has talked to us about doing in the ministry or just, you know, I can see in the word belong to me as a believer, just like all of the rest of us. Um, there's so many things that the biggest part of me entering into that has always been laying hold of it. Yes, yes sir. Amen. Now, if you, if, you don't, if you haven't heard much along this line before, you don't know quite what I'm talking about, but we're going to get into this and talk about it this morning because so many things uh, that people don't enjoy, it's just because they haven't laid hold of it yet. What do you mean lay hold of it? How do I do that? Um, but uh, we're going to get into how to do that this morning. Uh, because uh, really, once I get a hold of it, the, the biggest part is, is getting a hold of it yeah. on the inside. Uh, until I do that, the devil's, you know, I'm no threat to the devil. But you let me get a hold of it? You let me get a hold of it? I don't mean God, God has to let me. But, but, but if I do what I need to to get a hold of it? Katie, bar the door. Watch out. Yes, sir. Sorry, Katie. I didn't mean that. You know, <laughs> it's an old saying, you know. Yes, yes sir. You, you, you get a hold of something, the devil's heyday, it, that's, that's half the battle right there. So we want to look at this because uh, in order to understand this, we have to understand, let me, let me kind of just, I'm getting used to this now, just kind of share something I wasn't planning on sharing quite yet. Um, really, to be honest with you, believe, Mark 11:24 24 says, when you, what things serve you desire, believe that you receive them and you'll have them. Right. He's telling us how to enter into the enjoyment of what God really has, has for us in life. Yeah. And you do it by laying hold. Now, you might not see lay hold there, but notice he said, believe what? That you receive. Yes. Believe that you what? Receive. Believe that you what? Receive. Now look up the word receive sometime and uh, you'll see that it means uh, really in the Greek, it's, it's translated different ways in different, different settings. It means to take, acquire, appropriate, obtain, possess, lay hold, grasp, seize, take eagerly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
A lot of Christians aren't used to doing that. Amen. Whatever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them. Now, the word believe means, if you look it up, means a firm persuasion. To believe means you're persuaded of something. But he said, don't just be persuaded of something. Here's what you're persuaded of. Take it. Believe that you take it. Be, take it. In other words, I like to say it this way. Take it with a firm persuasion. Yes. Amen. That's what the enemy's opposing you in, trying to undermine your, your, your persuasion, your conviction. Conviction that it's yours. And uh, it's like a bulldog with a bone. He gets a hold of that bone. He's got two convictions. Number one, this bone's good. Number two, this bone's mine. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. You reach in to grab it, you might have to go to the hospital. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <he's> just... <laughs> this bone's good. You need, to get, you need to get convinced about what the Word of God says is yours. Number one, this is good. Number two, it's mine. When's it going to be yours? I'm taking it right now. Taking it right now. Too many things are being pushed off into the future. So when he says, believe that you receive, he means take it with a firm persuasion. Yes. Faith does more than speaks, it, it receives. Yes. Faith does more than speaks, yes. it takes a hold of yes. things. Yes. Yes. Amen. So uh, it lays hold. Amen. Amen. And actually it does more than lays hold. It lays hold and it holds on. That's what that bulldog does. He lays hold and he holds on. Pity the little pooch that comes up trying to take it away from him. You know what I'm talking about? He could be an hors d'oeuvre. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So um, in this verse, you know, what things serve you desire when you mark 11, 24, what things serve you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you'll have them. Now, stop looking at me like you have all the revelation in faith in this, in this verse that, that's available. I, I just overlooked what, what, what some of you were feeling. I felt it whenever I first started saying, I'm going to talk about faith. Oh, okay. Well, you know. Right. Amen. If that's you, you either make the change or just go ahead and leave because you're not going to get anything out of this. So in this verse, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you'll have them. Let me ask you a question. Is God mentioned in that verse? He's not mentioned in that verse. This verse mentions you and I doing something. Isn't that right? In other words, he's basically saying whether we experience the blessings that we see are ours is more up to us than it's up to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, this is something you do with your heart. Yes. Yes. This is, uh, the Bible talks about the inward man and the outward man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Doesn't it? Yes. Remember the outward man, the inward, uh, excuse me, the outward man perishes, but the inward man is renewed day by day. Yes. And the inward man is just that. He's a man. Do you hear me? Yes, He's a man. Your physical body, you call that man. You know what I mean, human. Yeah. I, I don't mean, there's male and female, of course, but yeah. I'm talking about human. Yeah. Um, so, but the inward man is just that. He's a man. Yes, sir. Uh, he has eyes. Yes. 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 Bob talks about the eyes of your heart. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, 
Uh, we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. You can't do that with these eyes, but you got two more. Yes. Amen. Your inward man has eyes. Yes. Uh, the Bible says so. Uh, that inward man has ears. Your, your inward man has to hear it, not just your outward man. Now, your, your outward ear has to hear it for your inward man to hear it. But I'm simply saying, you can hear and not hear. Just like you will do if you tune me out this morning, you will hear but not hear. Come on. No, come on. You know what I'm talking about? Come on. Hear and not hear. Jesus talked about people who, uh, seeing they see and don't perceive. Hearing they hear and don't understand. So uh, there's more to hearing than just it bouncing off your eardrums. The inward man has to hear. And whenever he hears... That's when faith comes. Well, it actually comes when you hear, but that's when faith goes in. So, uh, but he has eyes. This inward man has eyes. This inward man has um, ears, just like the outward man has eyes and ears. But here's something else he has. He has a hand or hands. And with his hands, he takes hold. He lays hold. We've got to become spirit conscious more than we are body conscious. Just like physically, you have to get a hold of something. If Brother Carlos was handing me this microphone, uh, uh, he could say, here, he could hold it out. And I'm going, oh, please. Oh, huh? oh, pray. Oh, pray, 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 pray for me that I'll have it. Pray for me that I'll have it. We don't need to pray for you that you have it. You just need to take hold. We can pray for you that you see that you need to take hold. Because there's a lot of things offered that people don't lay hold of. And that's because they don't realize that there's an action of their spirit that they've got to do. Are you, are you getting anything? Are you understand what I'm talking about? So he has a hand. He, has, he can grasp things. He can receive things. Receiving is not a physical motion or action of, of the physical body. It's something that your spirit man does. It's an action of, of the inside. Say, say it's the action of my, my heart. Amen. Really, uh, people aren't accustomed to doing something with their inward man. They're more, especially people that uh, are more natural. Yes. They're, they're more conscious of the natural. Yes, they're used to their minds or their bodies getting action. Yes. But they're not used to doing anything with their inward man. Yes. You understand what I'm talking about? And so because of that, they kind of, you know, run up to things, the things of God and sort of gum them. They get their slobber all over them. Yes, sir. You know what I'm talking about? But they don't ever really get a hold of it. Things are taking time, not because God is saying in my good time. Things are taking time. I'm not not just talking about you. I'm talking about me. All of us. Things take time because it takes time for us to lay hold. And hey, if it takes you time, that's better than just doing without. There's some things concerning Kansas City. Some opportunities presented down there. Wonderful opportunities. You know what I'm talking about? But I got to be able to lay hold of that. (laughs) Or all of us lay hold of it. 
wonderful building opportunity down there we saw last week, or whenever it was, Thursday, I guess. And, uh, and uh, praise the Lord. They want a few pennies for it, you know what I'm talking about? But, but boy, it would, ooh. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, praise God. But we got to be able to lay hold. Yes, sir, we got to be able to lay hold. So, well, 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 I don't have the faith for it. Well, you don't just sit there without faith for the rest of your life. Do something to get it. Amen. You can either sit there and stew in your unbelief that you don't have enough faith, or you can, you can do something to get faith. Yes, sir. Amen. So that you can lay hold. Anyway, praise the Lord. Just making it a little plain so you get it. So uh, you need to understand that it's doing something. This receiving is doing something with your inward man. Yes. It's, it's not an action of your mind. It's not, you know, trying to wrap your head around it right. or figure out how that could happen. Yeah. That's not how you, you, people are trying, they're grasping with yeah. their mind, trying to get a hold of things. The mind was never designed to lay hold of spiritual things. Right. Your mind is for functioning in this natural world. And so your mind will fight you whenever your spirit, if you can bypass, if you can learn to bypass your mind and lay hold with your spirit, you can get things that your mind never thought were possible. Amen. Hallelujah. That's why you've heard me say, I've said before, I tell my mind sometimes, mind, I'm about to do some things you don't understand. But you just come along for the ride and you'll, when we get to the other side, you'll be glad you came. Amen. Amen. Now, let's say this out loud because this is true. Receive is a verb. Receive is a verb. That just simply means it, it, it's an action, yes. right? Amen. It's not an action, an action of your mind. It's not an action of your physical man. It's an action of your heart. Yeah. You have a hand yeah. and you can lay hold of truth. Yes. Yes. You can lay hold of realities yes. of God's word. Yes. Your inward man can get a hold of things your outward man can't figure out. That's right. Like right now, you're seated with Jesus in heavenly places. Your mind goes, huh? You ever talk to your dog and it went? He's trying to figure out what you're saying. Right? And the word of God can bypass your head and go into your heart and you go, hallelujah. And your mind goes, huh? But your inward man got it. Glory to God. Just stay sitting. You'll be glad you came eventually. <laughs> now, um, so this, you know, Matthew 11, verse number 12, if you want to go there, I believe this would be a good one for you to turn to. There's a lot of misunderstanding about Matthew 11:12. 12. Jesus made the statement. It's in red. So we don't want to discount it. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it, take it by force. Now, if you look at the word violence, people shun away from violence and, and rightly so in the natural realm. We're not talking about a physical violence here, but we're talking about this verse really describing an element of the spirit of faith that's necessary to enter into what God's provided. It's not a violence towards people. It's not a violence in the natural. It's, it's, it's coming against what's opposing you in the spirit realm. And saying, you can never have that. You'll never walk in that. You'll never fulfill that. You'll never do what God told you to do. You don't have this. You don't have the money. You don't have whatever. Blah, blah, blah. And there's something, you've got to have a spiritual, uh, you've you got to have a spiritual violence kind of thing yeah. that stands up and says, That's, you're a liar. Right. Yes. 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 
and you, you hold fast or, or lay hold, or even if you haven't laid hold of it yet, meditate on what God said to you until you can lay hold of it. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. And so it takes, it's talking about a press of faith that possesses eagerly. And I would say hungrily. Just, you, you got to be hungry enough. Yes. Somebody say hungry enough. To where you go after it. Yes, sir. Amen. You just, you don't take no for an answer. Yes. Now, when we talk about the violent take it by force, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. The, the violence is not against God. He's the one that's giving all these provisions to us. The kingdom, remember Jesus said about the kingdom, he said, behold, he's talking about, it's in the context, this is amazing if you think about it, it's in, I think, which chapter is it in Luke, maybe Luke 12, where Jesus said, talking about what we read in Matthew 6, where it talks about, you know, take no thought for your life, what you eat and what you drink, so forth and so on, uh, your life's more than meat. And he's talking about natural things that you need in this life. He said, don't be worried and anxious about that. But he said, um, and then in Luke's account, where he's talking about all that, I could be wrong, but it might be Luke 12. He said, don't, don't fear not, little flock. He said, it's your, good, it's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Yes. Wait, 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 wait. We're talking about natural needs being, wet, not me, being met. Now you're switching to the kingdom? Yeah, the kingdom has an economic system for you to take care of your financial needs. All the kingdom blessings. 12, 1232. You know, you want to hear something interesting? Years ago, I was, this was way back, I, this might have been like first year of Rhema. I'm sitting in the living room one day, and uh, the Lord, the Spirit of God came on me and said, ask me what you want. I said, at that time, I was struggling to remember where scriptures were. And I said, Lord, I want to be able to, I want to, be able to remember the book and the chapter where something is. Yeah. In my mind, I was thinking, yeah. I'll be able to remember the verse. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll be able to find the verse if I can find the chapter. Yeah. And from that time to this, I can remember the, the verse, the, the chapter and the book, but then I have to find the verse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, just a little side note. Hallelujah. What he's telling us here, so many things that people think they're waiting on God to do, he's waiting on them to lay hold. Especially when it comes to these things that are already provided in redemption. Amen. And so if you think you're waiting on God, you're mistaken. He's waiting on you and I to receive. This verse is saying, uh, what this verse is saying is that receiving will be opposed the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. Yeah. That's talking about opposition. Yeah. You won't just walk. Anybody here notice you didn't just waltz into getting saved? The devil fought you. He told you, you won't have any fun anymore. You, you, gotta, you got your life to live first. And he opposed you and opposed you and opposed you and tried to talk you out of it so he could take you to hell. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He, he worked against you, didn't he? Come on. Come on. Come on. And he's saying that's the way it is entering into the kingdom or anything in the kingdom. There's some things that are going to oppose you entering into the kingdom or any of the blessings of the kingdom. That's what he means by the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. And so what he's trying to tell us is that this, you're going to, receiving is going to be opposed. Listen, if it wasn't opposed, so many more people would be redoing it. Um, that's not to scare you, it's to equip you. 
Amen. It's to equip you with the knowledge of how to stand through it and receive even, because remember the Bible said, Psalms 23, that he prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. There are, there's a table of God's blessings that are freely given, freely able, you, you're freely able to receive. The answer's right now. Amen. There's healing bread on that table. There's peace salad on that table. Glory. There's a horn of plenty on that table. He's prepared a table before us in the presence of our enemies. What are those enemies there to do? Congratulate you that you've got a table supply? No, they're there to oppose you. What what do I mean oppose? I mean fear, doubt, distractions, anything they can do, persecutions. Listen, let me me take the area of prosperity, for example. You go to enter into that and you start prospering, there's going to be some people going to persecute you. A lot of it is a religious spirit. Yep, yep. Amen. Amen. So those, those things will oppose you. And if you don't know that, you either think you're doing something wrong or that somehow God is displeased with your aggressive, uh, eager possessing of his blessings. Because yeah. that opposition you're going to experience, uh, you'll, you'll wonder, well, what is this? I remember a man came to me in healing school one day, and he had been sitting under the word, and he, he for the first time, he needed healing. I think it was cancer. I don't recall exactly, but I think it was cancer. And he, he laid hold of it. He, he, he got enough of the word in him where he laid hold of it yeah. and uh, received it by faith. Yeah. And uh, he came to me a couple of days later, and he said, uh, could I ask you a question? I said, sure. I, if, I, if I, you know, I'll just trust the Holy Ghost for the answer. He said, well... Um, I must be doing something wrong. He said, ever since I believed I received, he said, I've been having bombardments of attacks against my mind, all sorts of thoughts of doubt and fear and all sorts of things. He said, so help me because I must be doing something wrong. I said, uh, welcome to faith, uh, walking by faith 101. That's that opposition. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Are you still out there? And so the Bible makes it clear that uh, this is going to happen. That's what he meant by the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. You're going to have all sorts of people rise up and and that used to be your friend. Now they're going to call you names. Oh, you go to that faith church. Okay, well, you keep going to your unbelief church and I'll go to my faith church. I mean, people say things, and when they just analyze it, it's like, what, what, what else do you want to do? Walk by, walk by unbelief? Come on. Come on. Come on. No, it's that we're, 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 actually, uh, we're actually aggressive about it, yeah. and they're twiddling their thumbs waiting on yeah. God, yeah. and the devil doesn't like that, That's right. and religion doesn't either. No, sir. No, sir. No. It's true. Yes, it is. So persecution will come. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, the devil wants you to think that something, well, I must be doing something wrong. Or maybe I'm displeasing God. Well, how can you displease God when you're doing something that pleases him? Hebrews 11, 6. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. That pleases him. You want to look at another verse? Go to Isaiah 56, verse number 4. This This one will bless you. I think maybe some of us have looked at this. We might have looked at it before in a service. Isaiah 56, verse number four. Got your shouting clothes on? Yes, sir. Isaiah 56, 
verse number four. He's talking to, thus saith the Lord unto the eunuchs. Now, eunuchs were people that just dedicated their whole lives, yeah. even, even at, the, uh, at the expense of being married. Right. That's not something anybody has to do, but they right. did this by choice. Yes, uh, the, the Lord, uh, thus saith the Lord unto the eunuchs that keep my Sabbaths and choose those things that please me and take hold of my covenant. Now, 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 look at that. Take hold. How do you take hold? Well, we've just been talking about how to take hold. This is an action that man does, not God. This is man's side. How many of you know there's God's side? There's the grace side. There's the covenant side. Notice he said that take hold of my covenant. The covenant is what made all these provisions. There's the covenant side. There's the grace side. There's God's side. Yes. And uh, then there's man's side, yes. which is the faith side. Yes. It's a, it's a two, two, both things are necessary. If God's, if the covenant didn't provide it or if grace didn't provide it, you can try to lay hold all you want. Right. Yeah. Can't take a hold of something that's not given. That's right. But if there's God's side and man's side, which side do you think we ought to emphasize the most? God's side is, God's faithful. He's going to do his side. Yes, sir. I, your, your response makes me want to preach this more. God's side, he's faithful. He's faithful. Bible says if we doubt he remains faithful, he cannot deny himself. He's faithful. He's always faithful. But there's this man's side, this, cov- this covenant has provided it, but we've got to lay hold. Say lay hold and say it pleases God. In other words, here's what he's saying. There will be no slap on the wrist. Oh, all right. Come on. Hallelujah. You greedy Christian, you. Wanting healing. Come on. Huh? No, sir. No. None. None. Zero. I said none. You and I have got to get a hold of that. You know, if you're struggling with that, you're struggling of taking what God has provided for you, you know you're struggling with sin consciousness. It's an indication that you're, you're, you're not established yet in righteousness. That, that's something that, that, uh, that sense of unworthiness, that sense of, well, you know, I've done so many things wrong, maybe, and, and maybe we don't say it, but, but subconsciously, you know, maybe we'll just do without it for a little bit or, you know, not, not have all the blessings God has for me just to show God I'm really sorry. Come on, sir. Come on. Well, is the blood enough? Huh? Is the blood enough? Is what he did enough? The answer is yes. That's, that's enough. Bible said Jesus, uh, or God saw the travail of Jesus' soul and was satisfied. You know, if you're at Thanksgiving dinner and somebody says, have a third portion of turkey and mashed potatoes, and you say, no, I've had enough. What are you saying? You're satisfied. Maybe a little more than satisfied. And when God said it's enough, he, he saw the, the penalty fall on Jesus, yes. and he said, that's enough. Yes. In other words, they don't owe anything. Those that enter into righteousness owe nothing for their sin. What he took was enough. That was enough. So if you're kind of like, oh, I don't know if I'm worthy, that's thin consciousness. The devil will work on you in those areas. Come on, somebody. 
So don't let the, the opposition make you think somehow maybe this opposition is God's displeasure in my, you know, uh, aggressive laying hold. It's not his displeasure at all. How can you displease him when you're doing something that pleases him? Come on. Faith pleases him. Yes, sir. Laying hold pleases him. Yes, sir. I can just almost see Jesus sometimes. I've seen, I've seen people come up here and lay hold of things or, you know, people lay hold of things in services, different places, but I've seen people lay hold of things and I can almost, not that I have ever seen it, but I can almost inside see Jesus leaning over to the father and going, look at our boy. They like it. They like it. You honor them, you honor God and Jesus when you take what he, you honor the great price he paid for it. What dignity that gives to the price he paid when you enter into it and say, it's mine, I take it now. Hallelujah. Bible makes it clear without faith, it's impossible to please him. You know why? It's because faith receives. And, uh. If faith pleases him, don't, don't get the idea that somehow you continuing to struggle is pleasing God somehow. It gives him no pleasure. Gives him no pleasure. Amen. The reason faith pleases him is because it enables him to do for you what he longs to do. Amen. Love isn't satisfied until you're enjoying what he made yours. Now you say, love, what do you mean? I'm talking about God. God is love. God is love, right? Amen. He's not satisfied until you receive. Glory to God. Do you, do you get pleasure out of doing something for your children and they just walk out and say, I'm not interested? No. Amen. It fits you. It looks good on you. Uh, saying, oh, you don't have to do that. Get rid of the ugly. That doesn't, that, that, that's not becoming to you. False humility. It's just. Then you go home and cry because you never have anything. God, I don't know why I'm struggling so much. Somebody tries to bless you. Oh, you don't have to do that. No, no, no. You know, I don't know what you think, but I, I look at things like that and I call it hypocritical. Over here, you're crying because you're so, you so want more things to happen for you. And over here, you're, you're rejecting the love that God's trying to manifest through somebody. Come on. Come on. I don't know. I don't know if it's this strong all the time in the heart of God, but actually in some cultures to reject a gift is to declare war because that that's a peace. You're trying to make peace with a tribe. And if that tribe says no, that's, that's war. We don't want to be declaring war on God. <laughs> Amen. Well, just something to think about. And so uh, this first part of Matthew eleven twelve 12 here says the, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. 
And so those who enter into the kingdom or those who enter in, seek to enter into the provisions or blessings of the kingdom, they're going to experience resistance. He called it here violence, right? Uh, so this is some Bible knowledge you've got to have. You, this is, you're going to be opposed. But don't let, that op, don't, don't let the devil tell you that opposition is God just holding out on you or somehow displeased that, that you're gr- aggressively taking hold. Amen. And so people don't, uh, who don't know or, or think wrong about what pleases God, the enemy will sometimes make them think wrong about these things. It's not God opposing you. It's not God holding out on you. He's already provided it. It's the enemy trying to keep you from laying hold. Amen. Somebody say amen. But the devil wants you to, uh, always remember this. He wants you to become passive and just sort of waiting for God to do something rather than be aggressive in faith. He wants you to sit back and sing Kumbaya. The devil, I'm talking about the devil. He wants, he wants you to sit back and sing Kumbaya. Now, some of you didn't come up the way I came up. I can tell, you know, what's Kumbaya? It's an old hymn. That means come by here, Lord, come by. Well, why don't you get up and go to him? You are accepted at the throne. You have a royal invitation to come to the throne. Let us come boldly to the throne of grace. Don't sit by and wait for him to sovereignly come by. I'll just be honest with you. He'll come by and come right on by if you don't say, Jesus. That's the truth. Jesus was walking right past blind Bartimaeus. Blind Bartimaeus hollered, Jesus. Jesus heard faith and the Bible said he stopped. Faith stopped Jesus in his tracks. He still will jump over a million people to get to somebody reaching up in faith. Because there's a whole crowd of people around Jesus not receiving anything. But Jesus heard a call of faith. Stop. Where's that? Where's that? Where, who is, where is he? Where is he? Glory. Somebody say, say, say this. I'm not going to sing Kumbaya no more. No more. No more. No sitting back, just waiting for God to sovereignly do something. People are waiting, oh, if he sovereignly does something, he's going to show me he really loves me. He showed you that on the cross. The Bible said we have known and believed the love that God has toward us. You got to know he loves you. You got to believe it. And you got to thank you, Jesus. And there's no slap on the wrist for doing it. Come on, somebody. I said there's no slap on the wrist. For... He's not displeased with that kind of aggressive laying hold. That doesn't displease him at all. I think he elbows Jesus or God elbows, uh, or Jesus elbows God and says, you see that? And they smile. God says, God looks at, looks at Jesus and said, you're the apostle and high priest of their confession. You're the surety of all that they're believing for. Jesus said, I'm on it. Whether it takes angels, whether it takes God moving on somebody by the Holy Ghost. You start believing God and power starts moving. Angels start moving. All of heaven starts working to, to make sure what you are believing comes to pass. The Bible said, no man who believes will be ashamed. No, that's what it says. That means you won't go away without. 
doing without? Well, what if I fail in faith? There's no such critter. There's no such thing. Now, we might be learning how to walk by faith, but we, there's no such thing as believing God and not receiving what he promised. No such thing. No such creature. Nobody's going to go to the throne. Nobody's going to, when they get to heaven, shake their fist in God's, God's face and say, you didn't, you didn't, you weren't faithful to me. With tears in his eyes, he'll say, honey, come here. And start pulling back the curtain and say, see this? And before you know it, you're going to realize, that was me. It wasn't him. It was me. But you don't have to wait till you get there to find that out. The Bible says Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. He'll get, to, he'll get you what you need to finish your walk of faith down here in this life so that you can finish all that he's told you to do. That's his will for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise. Are you, are you getting anything out of this? Um, so he has made us worthy. Go over to Colossians chapter number one. Uh, praise God. Heaven invites you to do this kind of taking. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. The kingdom of heaven in, invites this kind of taking. Yes. Yes. Amen. 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 It's not, not that God's hard to get anything from. That's right. That's right. Bible says he's already blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Yes. And so um, a lot of times these things are just the, the, the struggle people are having in taking a lot of times, and we need to be, that's why I had this on my heart about, uh, you know, us listening to Pastor Nancy's teachings this week about righteousness or this month is because a lot of times it has to do with a sense of unworthiness. I'm just not worthy to just really aggressively get in there, take it. The enemy's, the enemy's cruel. Have you found that out? He's always, he's, he's called your adversary. He's always trying to work against you. Whatever heaven has given, it authorizes you to take. You got to know it's given. A lot of Christians aren't convinced yet that it's given. Oh, I don't know if it's not given. I don't know. I just wait on God to do it. If if, if it's his will, he'll do it. And if it didn't happen, then it's not his will. Well, you don't establish his will or, or the knowledge of what his will is based on what happens in life. You establish that based on the word. Yes, sir. Amen. And so that whenever something's happening that is not in line with that, you can stand up, like I say, on your hind legs and say, no, devil, That's right. and aggressively hold on to what belongs to you and God. Amen. Why do you say stand on your hind legs? You ever seen two bears fighting? They never just fight on the ground. They get up on their hind legs. That's what I mean. Get up on your hind legs. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Get as big as you really are. You know what I'm talking about? Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, did you find Colossians? Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You're ahead of me. Go to Colossians. Colossians chapter number one. Did I tell you? Chapter one, verse 12. Giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet to be partakers. That word is also translated lay hold of, take hold of. Take hold of the inheritance of the saints in light. That that verse has, actually, I've gotten healed a number of times on that verse right there. 
made us meet to be partakers. Made us meet. What does that mean? If you look it up, meet means fit. Other translations will say that. Fit. He's qualified us, some, some translations will say. He's given us the right to do this. In other words, this is right for us to do this. What, what, it's right for us to do what? To partake. It's right to lay hold of. It's not wrong. You haven't done something wrong. <laughs> You've done something right. Come on, somebody. So that's what it means. It means fit, qualified. He's given us the right to do this. It's right for us to do this. In other words, there's no condemnation in doing this. There's no slap on the wrist, like I said. And so uh, there's no displeasure in the heart of God. There's no resistance in the heart of God to you doing that. There's no condemnation to receivers. No condemnation. Other people will condemn you. Come on. But that doesn't come from God. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? There's no, there's no charge. There's no guilty sentence from heaven for you coming and laying hold of what belongs to you. Right. Yes, sir. Come on. You've, you've now, you've, you're now justified in doing that. And you don't have to justify doing it to any person. Amen. So say that out loud. I have a right, have a right. to claim covenant rights. Claim covenant. In other words, I'm accepted at the throne doing this. I'm accepted there. Amen. And we talk about he's made us accepted in the beloved. That's Ephesians 1, whatever the verse is. See, there I am again looking for the verse. But he's made us accepted in the beloved. Yes. Right? Well, think of that. Well, we, we think of that when we come to be saved, he accepts us. Yes. That's true. Yes. But that acceptance is continuous. Yes. Yes. You, you have a need in life. You're accepted at the throne yes, sir. to come, not just come, but come boldly yes, to the throne of grace. Yes. Not beat down. Yes. Talking about all your failures. I've missed it so often. Well, did you? Then get it under the blood and then hold your head up. But a lot of times we haven't missed it as much as just our own self-condemnation. Anyway, there's reasons that uh, people struggle, and this is one of them. But So covenant rights, you're accepted at the throne to receive covenant rights. Now notice, to receive. This is an action of faith. I love something Pastor Nancy said. He said, or she said, this is the reason that... um, uh, many times people are waiting for God to bring their answer to them, in other words, but they have not performed the act of receiving. Notice that statement, the act of receiving. Uh, Oral Roberts used to, in the prayer line, he said, uh, I'm paraphrasing, I don't know the exact quote, but he, he said, I'm going to lay my hands on you and I'm going to bring my faith to a grand climax. To make one single transaction. And he said, I want you to do the same. This is your point of transaction. This is your transaction with heaven. This is you releasing your faith and laying hold. It has to be a, there has to be a point at that you did that. Are you believing God? Yeah. Well, when did you release your faith? Uh, No, there has to be a time on the clock where you can write it down, say, I believed that I took it. 
with a firm persuasion, I said, it's mine now from now on. Now on, I am healed. Yes, amen. And it's a firm decision. There's no debate about this. There's no retreating from it. This is settled. I'm now healed. I will not change. I will not falter. I will not, I will not back off of this. I will not take no for an answer. I won't uh, sit by and sing kumbaya anymore. This is a spirit of faith is what we're talking about. Praise the Lord. So uh, you have a right to do that. Now, um, people are doing without for one reason. They haven't performed this act of receiving. Maybe they don't know how. Maybe they don't know they're supposed to. Uh, because they're living with a sense of unworthiness, maybe, or something like that. And so these are, these are, these are big issues in people's lives. Yes, Amen. Now, um, there was an individual in the congregation that was uh, really, they, they really took a step of faith. And it had to do with something they, they uh, had in their heart. God put it in their heart to, to lay hold of. And God really spoke to me one afternoon because he, he dealt with me that others that knew him were be, in, personally, privately, being critical of how much money they were spending on that. And uh, they weren't saying anything publicly, but, you know, well, you know, phew, well, goodness gracious, you almost buy a house for that. And the Lord spoke to me. I mean, I didn't know in the natural anybody was saying or thinking anything, but the Lord spoke to me that it was happening in some people that, that knew this person. So he said, here's what you do. And I did it. I got up the next service. I, say, I said, uh, don't be critical of how God's leading somebody to lay hold of something. I said, what you've got, and this is what the Lord told me. I'm just repeating what the Lord said. He said, it's not so much about the dollar amount. It's God wanting them to, he wants to show them how much he loves them. He's working a work in their heart. It will do this person a lot of good to receive this. You hear what we're, ta- what yes, we're saying? Sir. Yes, sir. There's just a lot of things. It'll do you a lot of good to receive. Amen. Amen. You'll know God better. Yes. Amen. Praise God. I had people all critical in healing school, people, religious people, man, you emphasize healing too much. These are natural things. These aren't the important things. They're spirit. What's important is a spiritual thing and where you get to know God better and so forth and so on. I said, honey, you have no idea how much better I know God because I've learned to receive. Yes. You have no idea how much better my walk with God is in every area because I've learned to know his will, his covenant, and I've received it. His goodness towards me is so much more real than it ever has been in my life. Come on, somebody. It'll just do you a lot of good to receive. Rather than act all humble like, well, you know, it's humble to be, it's humble to be without. It doesn't, it, listen. It's not humble to do without. It's called ignorance to do without. Amen. It doesn't make you humble to do without. It makes you mad. Gets old after a while. Always struggling. Always struggling. <laughs> anyway, know what I'm talking about? Just do you a lot of good to accept and receive the blessings of God. Amen. I get mean on the devil here. Come on, somebody say it's all true. And you t- tell your neighbor, you know, it's true. Hallelujah. Uh, there's more to this and I have time to get into it, but I got to get to something the Lord really wants me to emphasize here. So when it comes to this, um, 
It means to, to, to receive means to uh, partake of our inheritance. Can you see that in Colossians 1.12? It means to partake. It, it's an act of, of receiving what redemption has provided. And it's acceptable for you to do that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yes, sir. So it means, he said, he's made us meet yes. to be uh, a partaker. Yes. That means, one translation says, he's made us fit. Yes. Yes. He's made us fit to do that. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. I guarantee you a lot of things you're struggling with, it's an issue of having received it. Yes. Whether you have received it or not. Yes. Yes. Amen. And you're fit to do this. Yes. It's suitable for you. Yes. It's in perfect harmony with your faith. Yes. Yes. Amen. And it's in perfect harmony with your righteousness. God. Doing without is not in perfect harmony with your righteousness. That's in harmony with unrighteousness. Yes. People that are unrighteous are not worthy of receiving. Yeah. The Old Testament says, uh, he said, uh, what right do the wicked have? I, I'm trying to remember the uh, actual quote there, but it says, uh, what right do the wicked have of taking my covenant in their mouth? They have no right. Well, what's the opposite of that? The righteous do. I got a right to say what he said, claim what is mine. Now people say, well, are you just, is this all about natural things? A lot of folks won't fulfill the will of God without learning to receive even these natural things. Just take where we are in Kansas City right now. We just won't fulfill the will of God in that area without developing faith for it. And the aircraft. And now don't misunderstand me. You don't need an excuse. You know, I need it. To receive. You're worthy to receive. But right on the other hand, the will of God calls for some things. Some people might, you know, like I said, religion's in danger here this morning. Um, there might be people who you receive something and people criticize you and they say, well, why do you have that? You could justly, scripturally say, I enjoy it. Amen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He gives us richly all things to enjoy. Yes, amen. Absolutely. Yes. Well, that makes religion mad. Yes, sir. <laughs> Brother Keith Moore said it publicly, so I'll say it publicly. He said one time, God blessed him. He, he always liked Corvettes. And God blessed him with a nice Corvette. I saw his canary yellow. Man, it was just. A, and and uh, his neighbor saw it and said one day he was out there in the front driver or whatever. And the neighbors was out there also said, man, that's a nice car. Pray, Brother Moore said, praise God. He said, well, neighbor said, well, why do you need a car like that? He said, to go to church. <laughs> oh, religion hates that. Oh, come on, somebody. People get wadded up about this stuff. They, ooh, they... And then they wonder why nobody, you know, wonder why they're struggling. Exactly. That, that, that stuff in you, that stuff that can't rejoice and somebody else enjoying something, that's the reason you're struggling. 
That's the reason you're struggling. You have not done the act of receiving because you don't even have the ability. If you're critical of other people, don't ever think you're going to walk there. Never, never walk there. Yes, we weep with those that weep. We help them. We bless them. We, 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 we minister to people. But we also rejoice with those that rejoice. Religion's in danger this morning. Hallelujah. So uh, to, to, meet, to, to make us meet means make us fit. Righteousness puts you in that shape. To be fit means you're in shape. Right? Righteousness puts you in shape. Hallelujah. It authorizes you. It renders you sufficient. It renders you worthy to receive. Amen. Let me say this. You don't need to justify anything that the blessing or the covenant brought to you to anybody. You don't need to make excuses for it. You don't need to say, some people feel compelled to say, oh, I got it off the sale rack. <laughs> well, you're justified in paying full price. Where does that come from? I'm leaving right after this. <laughs> Come on, somebody. You don't have to justify any of the blessings of God. Anything that covenant brought you. We know there's other ways to get things. We understand. We're not, we're not condoning whatever, robbing banks or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? But you're already, Jesus already, the blood already sufficiently justified you to receive. Amen. Hallelujah. You don't need anyone's approval, no one's permission, no one say, okay, you can do that. Amen. So stop trying to justify it. If people are all wadded up about it, you don't even have to talk to them about it. Well, they might think wrong. Well, that's their business. I'm not the one that has to go around explaining everything to everybody. Amen. So you're justified in receiving from God. And a lot of times it'll just do you a whole lot more good than you ever even realize it'll do your heart. It'll do your heart a lot of good. Hallelujah. A lot of times we're that big on the inside, but we do without on the outside because somebody might think wrong of us. That's something I deal with. Well, what is the church going to think? Well, let them think. We got accountability. I'm not stealing any funds. You know, a lot of things come to me outside of this congregation. I mean, I went to, last week, went to a meeting. By the time the first day was over, two people had walked up and handed me $500. Ha! Well, back to you. Ha! I didn't beg. I didn't ask them. Praise the Lord. Well, think of all the poor children in China. Well, when was the last time you sent them any money? See, people say things and they're not. They're, come on, somebody. They're hypocrites. Hypocrites. A lot of times what people call waste, yeah. 
Jesus calls honor. honor. I didn't intend to get like this, brother. It's good. Come on. Remember that way that lady that's you know put that perfume on Jesus' feet. Judas spit out his false teeth and got all wadded up. He's uh, he's like, yeah. that could have been sold for a lot of money and given to the poor. And the Bible says very plainly, this he said not because he cared for the poor, but because he had the bag. He's pilfering out of it. He's just mad that he could, didn't go through an avenue that he could get his hands on some of it. Jesus said, leave her alone. And I'm just saying that to you, leave me alone. Don't get offended. Get in line. Man, I didn't plan on getting like this. It's just time to be free. People get, if there's any area people struggle in, it's in the area of finances. But whenever they get real mad at something like this, it reveals why they're struggling in the area of finances. The Lord, I went to the Lord way back years ago and I said, Lord, help me. I'm str- I've been struggling getting the bills paid. 30. I mean, I'm struggling just to keep the creditors off of 30 days. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. And it, it, yeah. it, is yeah. not, it is not good. No, sir. That's right. And so I said, help me. I know it's not on your end. Help me. And he started the process of taking me through. It seemed like every time I'd go to the Word for two years plus, I mean, I'd start out on something totally other, and he'd take me back to this. And he'd show me something that my thinking was wrong about. And after a while of that, I'm like, no wonder. I get all offended and, you know, all kinds of things. For those uncomfortable, we're about to dismiss. And the offering has already been received. And it was free will. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So God has equipped us and, and made us adequately justified to do this. So receiving, you notice he said it, he made us fit or meet. Receiving fits your righteousness. You need to put that on your refrigerator. Receiving fits my righteousness. Have you ever gone, have you bought a lady's dress or you meant a suit and uh, the sleeves were too long or something and uh, maybe the waist and the pants were the wrong size? You took it to a tailor, right? And you fitted it to your size. Well, fit your mentality to your righteousness. Your righteousness, receiving fits your righteousness, but your mentality might not fit your righteousness. Your thinking can be all, you know, your sleeves are too wrong in your thinking. And actually, most of the time, they're too short. Think about it. Amen. So being broke, being sick, being tormented in your mind, this doesn't fit your, your redemption as a child of God. It doesn't fit. It's not up to the standards of the blood and what the blood's done for you. You ever walked out? I, I've had this happen. You men just uh, look straight ahead because your wife might get mad if you say amen. But I'm getting ready to go out of the house to go to an event. And she said, you need to wear something nicer than that. How many of you know, if you're going to a wedding, and this never happened to me at a wedding, but I'm just using this. If you're going to a wedding, there's a certain standard that you ought to dress at a wedding. I get amazed. People show up at weddings sometimes in sandals and flip-flops. I mean, sandals and shorts. 
It's like, who raised you? Where, where were you? Where's your mama? There's certain things that are suitable for certain events. Isn't that right? And so it, it's a, uh, it's an appropriate stand. There's a certain events have appropriate standards. Well, your righteousness has a standard. That is your fit. You're worthy to receive. Hallelujah. And so uh, you, you're honoring the price that Jesus paid. I'm almost done. If you're struggling to partake of things, uh, of what he's made you worthy to partake of, and if you're drawing back because you think it might displease someone, uh, you know, you don't want to make them upset or whatever, and you keep doing without because they might get offended, you need to have your mind fitted to your worthiness. You need to be transformed in the renewing of your mind. You need to have it adjusted to righteousness. Righteousness made you fit. There's no condemnation to receivers. Amen. You owe, owe no apologies to the, for the blessings of God. I, I think it was years ago that uh, a minister was being greatly criticized for, for the message of prosperity. And they were flying helicopters over his house. News media and stuff. So he got up there and there was no flour or sugar. And he wrote on the house, yes, I'm blessed. I can feel it this morning. You don't have to justify anything that came through the blessing. Amen. God hasn't called you to, ju to justify what you have. He's called you to testify to his glory. Testify. Testify. He hadn't called you to justify it. He called you to testify to it. The Bible said he's going to provoke to jealousy some folks by how good he is to us. Hallelujah. Did you get anything out of this? It glorifies your father to receive. Thank you, Jesus. You know, sometimes people, they, they criticize certain things. Well, this ministry shouldn't have that or this ministry shouldn't have that. Well, um, if you don't believe it's God, don't give toward it. Amen. Yes, sir. You know? Yep. Yep. Uh, if you believe it is, God will put it over. If it is God and you don't believe it is. Be careful. Maybe you ought to have a talk with Gamaliel before you go any further. I don't know if you remember Acts, Acts 5. They were about to persecute the apostles for preaching in the name of Jesus. And uh, they're going to whip them and everything. And Gamaliel said, uh, hold on here a second. He said, uh, this is Acts 5. He said, uh, you remember that guy that raised up this group of people and they went out and did some crazy stuff and then it all fell apart. And then this other guy, he did some crazy stuff and then that all fell apart. You know, there was an uprising and so forth. And he said, if this is not of God, it'll fall apart. Remember that? But if his, he said, if it's of God, you better watch out. Because you're not just fighting man, you're fighting God. So that's what I mean when I say, if it's, a, if it's not of God, don't give. If you don't believe it's not, don't give. If, if, if it is of God, you believe it's of God, then it'll, God will put it over. If you, if, you, if you think it's not God, but it is, be careful. Be careful. Talk to Gamaliel before you open that big, 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 big that mouth. Did I say big mouth? I was trying not to say big. Be careful. Amen. Just, just hush it, zip it, and say, well, let's just see and watch. Let's just sit back and watch. Even if you're not in faith, let's just sit back and watch. If it's not a God, it'll fall apart. Stand with me to your feet.
Hallelujah. Praise God for his word. Amen. It would do you good to renew your mind in these areas. Yes, sir. Soak in this service. Soak in what we preach. Listen to it again. Hallelujah. And make sure you go to a church that will help you with this task of renewing your mind. Yes, sir. Avoid doctrines, associations, environments that reinforce the kind of thinking that says, if you're not, that says you're not pleasing God unless you're struggling. Avoid it. Because that's unbelief. That's the truth. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Anybody? get challenged this morning? Jesus preached, (laughs) he preached some things in the 16th chapter of Luke about, you know, uh, you can't serve God and mammon and so forth and where your treasure is, that's where your heart is also and so forth. And the Bible says the Pharisees who were covetous derided him. You know, Jesus was the first preacher that ever got criticized for preaching prosperity. It's the truth. It, it, it's a part of walking in the blessings of God. It's a part of preaching it. But I'm not going to do without or, or back off of part of God's word that he paid a great price for us to have just because somebody might not understand. I actually have compassion on people who struggle in this area because I struggled in this area. Amen. And I don't think we can help anybody by being angry at them. Because, you know, how can God use you in flowing in compassion towards them if you're a man? Well, bless God, you know. No, just keep, just keep flowing in compassion towards them. They're, they're hurting. They're, they're bound up with a lot of tradition and thinking of man and religion. And evil spirits help people along these lines. Pastor Nancy, one year, spent a year preaching prosperity. She said, I never had more people walk out of church service that, than that year. The church is struggling in this area. God has a heart that we be free, free from all this religious stuff. Amen. Hallelujah. We're not talking about being proud about things that God's blessed us with. We're not talking about, you know, uh, taking the credit when it comes. We give God all the glory. We're not proud. We're the same old Joe in our shorts. Right? We still stink if we don't take a bath, you know. <laughs> right? We're, we're, it's, 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 it's his work. It's a grace that can come on people. That does things that just baffles the mind of religious people. Hallelujah. But, you know, he gets all the glory. We're not talking about being proud about it. We're, we're just talking about... We're just talking about not accepting no whenever God put a yes on something. Yes, sir. Amen. 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 And you're going to have to fight for that. Not fight God or fight the devil even. You have to resist the thoughts and resist the the, the impulses to to criticize. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I still haven't preached the full message of prosperity that God taught me. Because, you know, people there, well, but Jesus said he gave things to people as much as they were able to receive it. So we just feed little bits, little bits. Amen. We don't want to choke anybody. You know, baby, you grind their food up, right? 
You don't cut two-inch squares out of a steak and just stuff them in his mouth. They chew, chew this. Well, if they're 17, you do. You know what I'm talking about, but not when they're babies. So we don't want anybody out of here choking, needing oxygen. But right on the other hand, we got some things to do for God. You've got some things to do for God. So we got to think different, think bigger, and walk free from some of this stuff. And lay hold. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor, maybe some of, this, some of you is going to be a confession of real good big faith. But tell your neighbor, I'm happy anyhow. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Praise God. The washing of the water of the word gets, gets, frees us from these things. And you're not really free to, to have what God has for you until you're free from it. Amen. Free from it. Now, that just simply means free from all the criticism and all that. And then free whenever you, whenever you have it. God says, give it. Woof. I'm free from it. It's not. Yes, sir. Right? We heard and saw some things when we gave a $50,000 seed. <laughs> we could have really used that. What, what farmer sits in the, in the barn in the spring and he's got, he's got 25 bags of seed corn and he says, man, I can't afford to sow this. I really need this. The very fact he has a need means he needs to sow a seed. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, I'm free, 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 free. Free from your opinions. Free from what you think about me. Amen. You know, it's amazing. We drive down the road, we pull up beside some real expensive car and we get critical of them. Well, you know. What are they doing? Dealing drugs or something? I mean, you know. We don't even know the person. This might be the 17th one because they gave 16 of them away, you know. We have no clue. And yet we're sitting there critical. That's bondage. Amen. And there's more way to get things than through the world system. You can, you can walk in the kingdom of God and receive all these blessings and be holy all at the same time. Not bound by covetousness. Not, boy, I'm having a good time in here. Praise God. And free from it. God says, it, I, I, God says, I just transferred this into somebody else's name. Oh, okay, here it is. I'll give it to them. Just stuff. Just stuff. Amen. Amen.